Welcome back to Long Distance Work Life, where we help you lead, work, and thrive in remote and hybrid teams. I'm Marissa Eikenberry, a fellow remote worker, and joining me is my co-host and remote work expert, Wayne Tremel. And that would be me. Hi. <laughs> Today, we are celebrating the book, The Long Distance Teammate. We're celebrating its second anniversary. And so, yes, there's the book um, for those of you watching us. And I wanted to use this episode to ask some questions about the book um, and just more about this book that you've had for the last two years. So I do want to start with, in the very first chapter, one of the things that you talk about is the 3P model of remote work success. So for those who haven't read the book yet, this shows the three factors that impact the overall quality of remote work. So first off, uh, can you explain this model for our listeners? Yeah, and I'm going to show it for those of you watching on YouTube or wherever you'll be able to see this. The rest of you will just have to follow along. Uh, what happened is when we set out to write Long Distance Teammate, the question we had was, what makes a good teammate? So we surveyed hundreds of people and said, when you think of somebody as a good teammate, regardless of where they work, what does that person do, right? What, right. what makes that? And what I found is that there were three factors and in good fashion, we like alliteration around here and we like it simple. And we found three factors that made for a great teammate. And fortunately, they all were able to start with the letter P. It's, <laughs> <laughs> the 3P model. Right. Uh, look how clever we are. Uh, essentially, the three components are this. Uh, the first is productivity, which at first sounds like a big duh. I mean, that's kind of entry level, right? If you're not hauling your weight, if you're not being productive, people probably don't look at you as a great teammate. Right. But when we talk about productivity, we're talking about we're, we're really talking about uh, getting the work done, the right work in the right way in the right amount of time. And by the right work, that means not only your work, right? You got to get your work done, but you're helping the team, right? So you're offering assistance, you're asking questions, you're stepping in when you have to. So productivity is kind of the uh, basic version of being okay. a great teammate. The other two are proactivity and potential. Proactivity was by far the number one word that came up in the survey. Wow. Which is, you know, what does it mean to be proactive? On one level, it's, well, if something needs to be done, you do it without being asked. Yes, that's certainly part of it. But when we work apart from each other, there's a higher level of proactivity demanded. Uh, do you reach out to somebody without being asked? Uh, do you step up and volunteer for things? Do you speak up on meetings? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you have, he here's a big one, and this is really important in hybrid work and remote work, which is when you have a question, do you ask it? Okay. Because so often when we work remotely, it's like, well, I'm not really sure, but I don't want to bother anybody. I don't know what Marissa's doing right now. And so I don't want to interrupt her or be a pain or look like I don't know what I'm doing. And therefore, I'm just going to kind of keep digging 
until I put myself in a very deep hole. Yeah, it's so interesting, uh, the questions that we would normally ask if we were in the office, but we choose yeah, not to Yeah, we'd be remotely. much more comfortable asking them. And those include questions of our managers. Hey, <laughs> you know, Kevin, you've given me three things to do. What's the priority, right? Which order do you want them in? Right. Which is the kind of question that creates major heartburn when you're working remotely because, you know, you get on a call and the boss says, hey, can you do this for me? And you go, yeah, sure. And then you realize you don't have all the information you need or you've got, you know, time challenges or something. And you do you step up and ask those questions? Well, great teammates are proactive. They will volunteer to help without being asked. Uh, They'll say, hey, it sounded like you were struggling a little bit. Do you need some help with that? Mm -hmm. And then the third P is potential. And is where you're taking the long view of things, Uh, not just for the team, right? Why should I bother uh, dealing with Marissa? You know, I can do this by myself or I don't have to include her in this. But if I do include her, she's going to learn a little bit more and she's going to feel more like part of the team. And there's a longer term value to involving Marissa in this particular conversation. It's also really, really hard to stay engaged over the long haul if you're not, if there isn't a long-term advantage to you. Right. That makes sense. So, you know, I can, it it feels very much uh, on this show and anytime you talk about leadership and teamwork, it always feels, particularly for the manager, like you're giving and you're giving and you're giving, and you're taking one for the team, after a while, the tank runs dry. Right. When you say, why am I doing this, right? Why am I taking, let's take team communication. It can be very transactional. Mm -hmm. Why should I take the time to ask how you're doing and how your weekend was? Well, because we're going to build a relationship, and we're going to like each other a little bit more. And if you like me, you're more liable to help me out and be proactive. Yeah. And Carolyn, you talked about this with Carolyn Stern um, about why we should be asking these personal questions and how you yeah. know, the more engaged you are and the more we feel like human beings and not task completers, like that's really important. And so, yes, great teammates take one for the team on occasion and we do give and we do go above and beyond, but there's a little bit of self-interest for us in that. Of course. Besides which, just it's more fun when you like that you work with and the energy is high and those types of things. So the three P's are, I think, if I look at everything that's in the long distance teammate, Mm -hmm. there are a couple of things. But the thing that resonates with our clients, the things when they say, well, we're trying to build a culture or we're trying to build the team or we wish people would work together better. Well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you've got three areas, right? Are they productive? Are they helping the team be productive? Are they proactive with each other? Right. And are they taking a kind of longer non-transactional view of the work? And it's amazing how many people go, oh, because a lot of people, individuals now, 
really believe that as long as they do their work, that's what matters. And when we work remotely, it's really easy to go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. um, you know, before the pandemic, when remote work was this lovely theory that we were all looking forward to someday, Harvard Business Review did a really famous study. Okay. And they said, do, and the headline, of course, was people who work from home get more done. Okay. That was the headline. Yeah. And like all studies, of course, it went much deeper than that. Of course. But the fact of the matter if you judge productivity, for example, by task completion, mm -hmm. yes, you will probably, if you are trying at all, probably going to achieve more working from home than you do in the office. Right. Because you get stuff study. done and people aren't stopping by your desk and there's no birthday cake in the break room and, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. <clears throat> but when we looked at productivity from a team perspective, Okay. People who work from home can tend to become very focused on their own tasks at the expense of the team. They don't participate as much in meetings. They maybe don't uh, confer with each other as often as they might. They, not that they can't, not that they of course. don't, just sometimes that tendency exists. We get a little siloed, I understand. And, and, and there are days when you want, I got stuff to do. Leave me alone. Right. <laughs> I'm there, I do not disturb on and we're done. But if the team is going to succeed, and particularly in a hybrid environment mm -hmm. where it's not all a series of individual contributors working on their own work, mm -hmm. we need to be cognizant of how do we get that team esprit de corps, that morale, and we do that by looking at the three to make up a great teammate, right? Are yeah. folks productive? Are they proactive? And are they taking a long-term potential view of, of their work? And so I think if I look at the book, it's one of the things I'm most proud of is having that model that people go, get it. Yeah. So with that, uh, you know, I mean, this book has been out for a couple of years. How have you seen organizations use this model effectively within their remote teams? I mean, is it really just you talking to them and them going, oh, hey, I'm not sure that these things are equal? I think, I mean, of course, we, you know, we do training in a number of different ways and we use this model in a number of different ways. But I think what a lot of organizations have realized is that when you know the diaspora hit and everybody started working from home there was a lot of work done on the how do i manage remotely right i right. i used to have my team all here and now i don't and rightly so i mean uh, leadership training is critical to a good team but they also realized that they hadn't done a lot to help support the individual okay uh, you know, other than here are some tips for getting your work done because that's all that's important to us kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but really, people were complaining, you know, I don't enjoy my work as much as I did when I was in the office or I don't have the same relationship with my teammates. And so the model has really helped people go, aha, we need to create opportunities for our team members 
to interact. We need to create opportunities where Marissa is really, really smart about this and Bob needs some help there. Well, Bob's in the office, Marissa's not, but maybe if we intentionally mm-hmm. connect Bob and Marissa, not only does Bob get what he needs, but it's creating a bond that might not otherwise be there if they didn't share a workspace. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. That's awesome. And so as with any good model, and I think Kevin and I have done a good job in the three long distance workplace books of creating very simple conversation starting models that have long reaching effects if you start to dig into them. Yes. <laughs> right. And I think that's the 3P model. I think that's what that does. Um, I mean, the long distance teammate was different in that it was aimed at the individual contributor knowing full well that mayors are also individual contributors on their teams with their colleagues. Right, absolutely. Yes, I'm the boss of this, but guess what? All the other regional managers are on a team. Right. Right? And And I'm just one of those guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And so that's what I think makes long distance teammate different. There were books on the market about getting work done and being active. Mm-hmm. And there were books about leading teams, but not on what's my role on the team. Right. And we were very, Kevin and I went round and round. And this is one of the few discussions with Kevin I actually won. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so I take great pride in this. Absolutely. Where's the trophy, um, right? <laughs> we started talking about team members. Okay. And everything was the team member. And then we realized that there's a difference between somebody who's just a member of the team mm-hmm. and somebody who people consider to be a great teammate. Okay. And just like we aspire to be not just bosses, but remarkable leaders, I don't want to just be a member of the team. I want people to think of me as a teammate. That's a huge distinction. I hadn't thought about that before. Because you can be, especially on teams full of individual contributors, you can be a perfectly productive member of the team. You get your work done. uh, If somebody asks, you respond. You know, but people don't think of you there's an emotional component to being to the word teammate that is different than just being another guy that answers to the same boss yeah so i guess all of us need to ask ourselves like are we a team member or a teammate and that's the focus of this book and i still don't think there's anything exactly like it but certainly when this came out and Mm -hmm. the timing was what it was Uh, certainly nobody else was having this conversation with readers. Right. Well, and given that too, so, you know, you started writing this book in what we have called on this podcast before, the before times. And, you know, so right as, you know, a third of the workforce was beginning to work remotely. So what was it like to write a book that was so relevant to a topic that was currently spreading through the world? Um, In some ways, it was a little frustrating because the publishing cycle 
in and nobody cares about this. This is inside baseball. <laughs> okay. But the publishing cycle, it can take over a year from the time a book is finished till the time it comes out into the world. Well, by the time we finished the first draft, we finished the first draft January of 2020. And then we had to do the second round of edits mm -hmm. come March and April. Well, March and April, all of a sudden, we were in the depths of the first wave of the pandemic. Yeah. And so we had to look at the book and go, do we need to change and tweak certain things? Right. And what we found, uh, blessedly, was not a lot. That's awesome. Uh, we had been, I mean, we have an advantage in that we have been teaching leadership and I had had an expertise in the kind of remote and virtual piece for several years before things got critical. Right. And so we were already having these conversations and already talking to people about them. And the analogy I was using, I felt a little bit like the guy with the sandwich board standing there saying the end is nigh. And now I just have a new sandwich board that said, told you. Right. Uh, but uh, the timing was both fortuitous and I think s speaks to the fact that Kevin and I and the KG group are always trying to look at what's next. We're not just resting on here's what we know work. It's what's going on in the workplace that's going to impact that. That's what we do right. pretty well. I mean, the same was true when Long Distance Leader came out. And with our new book coming out, the Long Distance Team, it's very focused on culture and team formation. And as we're looking at return to office, that's all our clients are talking about. So again, the timing is really good. You know, in a selfish world, we have liked to have it out six months ago. Yeah. The answer is sure we would, but that's the way the book industry works. Right. But well, the, we've been very lucky with the timing as well as just very deliberate in what we do. And opportunity has kind of met preparation. Right. Absolutely. Well, and one of the other things, because I know that, you know, we're, we're running over time here and I had a lot more questions that we're not going to get to and that's okay. But um, one of the things that because, you know, inside baseball, whatever, like you're in Vegas, Kevin is in Indianapolis. Like this book was largely written remotely. I don't think you guys got together in person for this one. Did we you? did not physically get together. I think we were together in Chicago for an evening. Okay. Uh, at a client event. Yeah. Um, and we were starting to cut the book. Mm -hmm. But I think when people say, can you collaborate and can you do good work and can you do innovative work? I kind of yes. go, yes, apparently it can be done. But then you realize that I have worked for Kevin for almost seven years now, and we have never been in the same place at the same time more than four times a year, ever, yeah. in the time that we've worked together. And certainly in the pandemic, kind of main body of that, we didn't. 
but we work together really well and we use our webcams and we collaborate effectively and all of that stuff. And frankly, if you know anything about the co-writing process, not being within physical grabbing distance of each other was probably a blessing in its own way. Probably in many ways. <laughs> um, you know, I know that there are obviously a lot of questions I didn't ask um, that I'm just not going to get to because we're running out of time. But is there anything that I didn't ask that you wish that I would have had time for? Maybe we can answer that before we close. I think... I, I said that there were a couple of concepts in the book. The, the big one is the three Ps, but there's another one, this concept of ethical visibility. And I think, and, and dear listener, you know, stick around because I think it deserves its own episode. And so we're going to do, I think, just an episode on that concept. And I think that's important. The, the big thing I think that I want people to take away is long distance leader was aimed at those with the capital L leader title. Right. right? I am a manager. I am a boss. Right? They've got the I, name I, on the door. I, I've got the name on the door. Exactly right. But there are teammates who think of themselves as leaders. There are people that people follow, whether they have positional authority or not. Yes. And that's who long distance teammate is for. It's for those people. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for listening to the Long Distance Work Life. For show notes, transcripts, and other resources, make sure to visit longdistanceworklife.com. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, be sure to like and review. This helps our show reach more teammates and leaders just like you. Feel free to contact us via email or LinkedIn with the links in our show notes and let us know you listened to this episode or even suggest a topic for Wayne and I to tackle in a future episode. And if you'd like to learn more about remote teams, pre-order Wayne and Kevin's new book, The Long Distance Team. You can learn more about the book at longdistanceworklife.com forward slash team. Thanks for joining us. And as Wayne likes to say, don't let the weasels get you down. <laughs>